Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. On tonight's May Contain Spoilers, we talk rodeos, robots and clubs as we review The Dallas Buyers Club and Robocop. If you've seen either of these films or any other films over the last week or so, then tell us what you thought of them by tweeting at Film Spoilers or by emailing MayContainSpoilers at hot1028.com. You gonna look T-Rex and Ballrooms of Mars. You're listening to May Contain Spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham. I'm Drew Bridger. And I'm JP Stockwell. And coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be reviewing Dallas Buyers Club and Robocop. But remember, if you've seen anything else in cinemas, we want to know about it. At Film Spoilers is a place to tweet. Or May Contain Spoilers at top1028.com is the place to send your emails to. And uh, I have to say, for reasons of openness, we're not live, but we will give them a mention on next week's show or retweet them uh, during the actual programme. So don't feel like it's going to waste because you will still get noticed. We may we even promise. respond. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, so as well as that in the show, we're going to have Sofa Cinema, uh, some crowdfunding corner, which Drew's got for us this week, yep. uh, some film news and uh, next week's releases, of course, and all the usual film chatter. And uh, the only other thing I really wanted to bring up was uh, something which I've been thinking about over the last few days, which I'd be interested to know your opinions on. Uh, do you still own VHS? Oh, good question. I think I do somewhere. Um, however, I don't actually have a VHS player. Yeah, which I, is somewhat somewhat strange. Well, I'm the same. I have a uh, a couple of VHS films, despite not having a VHS player. So this um, is weird. Yeah, why? Why do we have this attachment to <laughs> I certain things? I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> well, I was going to say I do. I believe I do have a VHS uh, player somewhere in my house. Now, well, do you, you see, have this funct- a functioning one? But do you have any VHSs to play in it? I do. I have okay. a fair few, actually. And I think maybe, that, to answer your question, why we carry on with some of these, I mean, a few of them are obviously my dad's older ones that he's just had f- for years and years. But another thing is almost... It's almost a, a nice thing to own films on several different formats. Just in so case think, the world was to collapse and you needed to watch a VHS. Possibly, of, yeah. But it's just, say, it's just nice to have the... You know, I, I own these movies on all the formats. Kind all of the thing. Well, yeah. Considering yeah. that you're all the, the one person Wars. I know who is like... I, I, I'm going to watch things in Blu-ray, otherwise it's not really watching them. Four yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly yeah, exactly. I'm fairly shocked you still own VHS tapes. Yeah, so it's uh, more like it's such an outdated format for yeah. you. I want to know if you still That's own uh, if you still own VH, VHSs. I want to know why. And also send us a picture of what films you own on VHS. So uh, take a picture of whatever it is and tell us why you still have them. At Film Spoilers, it's a place to tweet them to. We can go to our Facebook page and uh, post them on the wall there. Or as I said earlier, make and say spoilers at top1028.com. <laughs> maybe what, maybe same. whatever the last VHS you had yeah, or just before any, it faded out. Any that you still got yeah. and why. So do, do I that. I can tell you one I had that broke yeah? while that? I was playing it, The Crow. Ouch. I watched that I watched that film so much I couldn't pause it. Because <laughs> really? if I paused it, 
the tape would break. Wow. So there yep. you go. VHS stories. We want to know them at Film Spoilers or Make It Tame Spoilers at top1028.com. But let's move on to our first review of the week, which is the Oscar-nominated and very heavily fancied Dallas Buyers Club. The story of it is, in 1985, Dallas, uh, electrician and hustler Ron Woodruff, works around the system to help AIDS patients get the medication they need after he is himself diagnosed with the disease. You've tested positive for HIV, uh, which is the virus that causes AIDS. Mr. Woodruff, have you ever used intravenous drugs? Have you ever engaged in homosexual conduct? Homo, homo. Did you say homo? Yeah. That's what she said, didn't you? Look at me. What do you see? Huh? The goddamn rodeo is what you see. Mr. Woodruff, can you just... Your T-cell count is down to nine. A healthy person has between 500 and 1,500. So frankly, we're surprised you're even alive. Surprise, yes. You made a mistake. Must have mixed up my blood samples or some daisy pull or something. We ran the blood test several times. Here's some information about HIV and AIDS that you might find informative, and these are your test results. Mr. Woodruff, you can listen to me for a moment. I know this can be a very scary thing. I know you're probably feeling overwhelmed right now. But what we would like to do is to impress upon you the gravity of your situation based on your health, based on your condition, based on all the evidence we have. We estimate you have 30 days left to put your affairs in order. 30 days? I'm sorry. Let me give you a little news flash. There ain't nothing out there can kill Ron Woodruff in 30 days. So, Dallas Buyers Club is directed by Jean-Marc Vallée and uh, stars Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Garner and Jared Leto. JP, just you and I that have seen this, what yep. did you think of the Dallas Buyers Club? Well, I thought it was a... Uh, ver- obviously, the, the thing that everyone's talking about is the performances. Um, yes. And that's probably the thing I did enjoy the most. It's, uh, you know, it's, ve- it's a very well-performed and therefore very interesting... Um, insight into the story through the characters. Yeah, so of course, you, as you kind of alluded to there, Matthew McConaughey is nominated for Best Performance uh, by an actor, so lead actor basically, and Best Supporting Actor for Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> it's it's definitely a actor's film, and you could kind of cynically look at it and say, these are the types of performances that get Oscars. I mean, someone who's diagnosed with a, a kind of life-ending uh Illness and someone who has to take in a, a physical transformation as yeah. well, which Jared Leto plays a character who is. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't go for the obvious pun of the best supporting actress. Right, uh, no, I know. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, he plays <laughs> a, a woman in it, and a lot of people didn't even realise that that was him. I know. I mean, people seem to be shocked that it was Jared Leto in it. I, I, if I mm. am going to make a flip, flippant joke, it would be that it kind of reminded me of Roger the Alien in American Dad, uh, <laughs> which is strange, but um, he is very, very good in it, Jared Leto, and. Um, I wasn't really too aware of the story beforehand. It's based on a true story. Um, it's uh, set in the 80s. They do quite a good job of kind of making it look like the 80s about being over the top in an American hustle sort of way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually very, very impressed by all of the performances in it. And, uh, I mean, Matt, I'm beginning to think, that now having seen basically all of the Oscar-nominated films... Um, I guess apart from her, but Joaquin Phoenix isn't nominated for that anyway. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey should and probably will win best actor. Yeah, really? I think it's yeah, it's um it's quite a tricky thing to to call, isn't it? And to to sort of put your money down as such of, you know, who's more deservant kind of thing mm. in all awards things. But I think just, you know, everyone's been talking about the whole Matthew McConaughey thing and 
to bring it up again might seem tired, but it is still quite fascinating that, you know, a few years ago, this, this you know, wouldn't have been imaginable at no, all. No, no. And he um, obviously is on a, a, the, the hottest streak in, in any kind of actor ever, I think. So this is very reminiscent of Killer Joe. I thought the character he plays in, in Killer Joe in a way, the sort of southern... Well, yeah, as soon uh, as he goes into his kind of trailer park home, I was immediately yeah, yeah. transported back to Killer and in Joe. And in that film, he is uh, obviously a, a kind of contract killer yeah he's a police police officer but with a a bounty hunter on the side so he's completely different from from the the Ron Woodruff character in this although very similar in lots of other ways and uh, yeah I thought once once it went back to his his home and and things like that that's what Matthew McConaughey does so well is that kind of southern uh, drawl and also someone who has kind of a dark side to them but also is quite likeable as well and I think that's that's pretty impressive and um uh, yeah, to think he's the person that used to lean against leading ladies in fairly terrible rom-coms. It seems. I mean, it's not really true that he hadn't made a good film until he was on this streak, which took in things like Killer Joe and uh, Mud, Mud, mm. and Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. and Bernie. Lincoln Lawyer, Bernie. There's literally loads, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much everything he's done has been a hit. Magic Mike, of course. Magic as well. Mike, yeah. yeah. Literally everything he's done has been a hit since then. So. Fair play to him because it's not very often that that characters seem to or actors seem to break free from appearing in terrible rom coms. So, and do you think that eventually is this is this a, a candle that's going to be burning for a while, or will it burn too brightly and fade out, kind of thing? I mean, I know we've got the Christopher Nolan Interstellar, Interstellar yeah. coming up, so I mean, will that be the the highlight, or will you know, will we eventually milk? All, all that he's worth, or do you reckon he'll? No, I think it, I think a lot of it. I don't. I'm not going to say he's not going to make a bad film because he probably will make a bad film at some point. But I think it's a lot of it's down to your choices. And once you've made one good film, if you're kind of canny, you can continue to do it. And he's made probably enough money from the other things. He doesn't need to go back and do that other stuff. I mean, it's a bit like Bradley Cooper, isn't it? He's another one who is probably on a slightly lower level than Matthew McConaughey, but there he There was a also... few, actually, wasn't there? I mean, there was also um, uh, your man from 21 Jump Street. Channing Tatum, Channing yeah. Tatum, and Jonah Hill to an extent as yeah, well. Yeah, although Jonah Hill famously followed up uh, Moneyball with The Sitter, so yeah, it, yeah and he's different because he's kind of a comedian, but if you are canny, you can do this, and you can step away from making bad films, and you can just be more picky and do interesting roles. So yeah, I think he, I think it will continue to, to, to go well for, for Matthew McConaughey, and I think, yeah, obviously Interstellar's a bit of a a home run anyway I would think yeah. it's going to be successful even if it's not necessarily the the best reviewed although you know with Christopher Nolan involved you would think it would be But yeah. so we should say the story of uh, Dallas Buyers Club is obviously he plays Ron Woodruff who's kind of a rodeo southern Texan guy uh, he contracts HIV uh, and can't believe that he has and he sets about trying to get treatment for it finds out that he can't get the drugs that he needs in America so he then starts up a kind of empire importing drugs for uh, people to use and kind of the real enjoyment of the film comes from him going from this person who is completely unaccepting of people from different backgrounds and lifestyles he says that you know you heard in that clip how outraged he is that someone might suggest that he was gay like and the joy comes from him his friendship with Jared Leto's kind of trans uh, 
gender, I guess, uh, character, and how much he is accepted and becomes a hero to the people which he hated at the start of the film. Yeah, and it's kind of also the the thing that drives him is that um, he's he's very anti the the establishment of his uh, of the drugs that were. Um, provided to him, so this AZT, I think it was, which was an experimental drug that was going on at the time, which, uh, from his point of view, had, and and from the doctors themselves, had had some positives, but then a lot of bad side effects. So it was like weakening of the white blood cell count and mm. things like that. And so he wanted to go. I think it was the EDA approved stuff that he started to go against deliberately to try and find other ways and you know the fact that i mean i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that he does go past the 30 days yeah that they initially give him yeah it's framed around at the start the idea that he has 30 days to live and it even starts off with like day one day eight and the the biggest transformation is is how he goes from this person who is you know hard drinking hard living lots of girls lots of drugs lots of questionable life choices to someone who is when he finds out, decides he's going to look into and research all these things. And he's actually very, very clever. And it's a little bit of a, an Aaron Brockovich type story of the, the little guy taking on the big corporations and ultimately maybe not winning, but making a difference to, to enough people to make it worthwhile. And the, th- and the difference here is that, 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 that he takes a, uh, um, a, kind of a shine to someone, a, a doctor who is actually within the establishment and maybe hopes that he can change from the inside you know from his connection so um that that is probably a big thing that's that spurs him on as well is that he's not necessarily um anti the establishment being um their their way for all time Mm. but maybe he wants to be able to change that as well but because nothing seems to be going the way he wishes that's how he sets upon his little operation yeah, and I um I was quite sort of impressed with obviously not only Matthew McConaughey but Jared Leto as well, who is someone I don't really know that much about. I know he was in sort of a handful of films before this, things like Fight Club, and obviously he's got his his band as well, who I'm not a, a huge fan of, so I don't go into it with that much love. Oh, you're not as a person, no, not particularly. He's in Lord of War, isn't he as well? And he, he, he is, tends yeah. to wreck him for a dream. He's quite. He's always fairly reliable in uh, in whatever he's in, but he really kind of shines in this as someone who who cross-dresses essentially and has a more his character kind of goes on an opposite arc to what Matthew McConaughey does doesn't he where he gets very clean and, and begins to find focus after he's diagnosed with this illness whereas Jared Leto's character uh, Rayon isn't it is that what he's called Rayon I'm sure he's called something like that I can't remember if it is. It is definitely Raymond. Yeah, Raymond it's, is his real name, but it's Rayon is, yeah, is what it. he goes by. And he, he kind of goes in the opposite direction and and ha- down the path of kind of self-destruction. But it is kind of, it's weird because it's kind of a romance between him and Matthew McConaughey's Ron Woodruff, but also not a romance as well. And And that's the strange thing about the film is that because of the conditions that he has, Ron Woodruff has, you don't expect them to have these kind of sexual relationships I suppose like you mentioned the nurse that he has the the bond with it's it's more of a lost in translation kind of they have a connection over a, a mutual uh, interest rather yeah. than, than kind of a sexual thing so it's just a very very well made film and 
lifted above that by some some great performances I think yeah definitely I think that's it's it's odd because we're talking quite a lot about the plot because I guess the the performances are the big thing of this movie that I think that just talking about them you know isn't as interesting maybe just to say they're good they're brilliant mm. so in context with you know the story which I'm sure is probably fairly well known um it's it's interesting that you know the 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 tale of those characters is actually more the the focus than you know m- maybe the political stuff that came out of it yeah and we should say it's very funny as well that that's the thing that the subject matter might make you think that it's not going to mm. be particularly much of a laugh to be around but the story of people kind of dying of AIDS but there is lots of laughs in it and he is a very kind of engaging character anyway so uh, I, I enjoyed two hours with him even if it was uh, in quite a sort of sad situation and it is quite quite moving as well in certain points too which is no doubt probably why uh, it's in amongst the, the best picture nominations so yeah definitely let's, uh, let's give uh, Dallas Bias Club scores out of five JP I will go with a four stars Four stars yeah. from JP for Dallas Buyers Club. I am going to go, I think, slightly higher and say 4.5. This is almost yeah. very close to three weeks of five-star <laughs> yeah. reviews, but it's because we're around the Oscar season and we've got her next week, so who knows, it might continue as well. But yeah, just a brilliantly put together, fantastically acted um, film, and I'd be more than happy if Matthew McConaughey won uh, Best Actor and Jared Leto for, for Best Supporting as well. Although I think I preferred uh, the backdab. Abdi, what's his name? I can't remember. The guy from Captain Phillips. Oh, Phillips. right, yes. About his name oh, written in front yeah, of me, I'm not him. very good at saying it. Yeah, I think he he probably might be my uh, my choice for best supporting actor. But definitely uh, a couple of great performances in Dallas Buyers Club. So if you've seen it, tell us what you thought of it. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on Make and Take Spoilers at hot1028.com. Sanford Clark and the full taken from the soundtrack to the Dallas Buyers Club, which we gave four out of five from JP and four point five out of five from me. So if you've seen it at Film Spoilers or may contain spoilers at top1028.com on the email. And uh, remember we want to hear your VHS tales as well. I should have come up with a snappier title for that. I remember thinking, come up with a, that was that was my note to self. Come up with a snappy <laughs> snappy title. title for and then it. forgot. So it maybe you've got a snappy title for VHS stories. So VHS victories, maybe? Yeah. We want to see your pictures of what films you still own on VHS and why in the name of God you would still have it on VHS as well so at Film Spoilers or Make and Taste Spoilers at top1028.com or the Facebook page Sofa Cinema so now it's time for Sofa Cinema, which this week was chosen by myself. So it's three films you can watch on Freeview over the next six or uh, five days or so, basically before we're back on air again next Thursday. And uh, there's no theme. Uh, very rarely we uh, well, we try to get themes in sometimes, but we most of the time just spend our time saying, well, I've got a theme this week. 
so there's my choice. It's choices. the theme this week that you've ho- that you've owned all of these films on VHS at one point. No, I haven't owned any of them on VHS. Unfortunately, okay. I think they're all newer than VHS. Potentially, <laughs> they're uh, all younger than VHS. Well, I'll, I'll go through them and you can tell me whether you agree. Okay. Uh, so my first choice is uh, the Coen Brothers True Grit, which is on BBC Two 9 p.m. on Saturday, the 15th of February. A uh, film which they were nominated for Best Picture for. Uh, I can't remember if they won it. I think they might have done, potentially. Um, I should have researched this. True Grit for, no, I don't think for Oscar. Yeah. No, I don't believe Oscar. No. It was nominated. I'm sure it was nominated. It might have been nominated. but Anyway, yeah. spurious fact alert. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. very, anyway, it's very, very good. That's I know Hayley Steinfeld definitely was nominated. Yes. Uh, she plays the young girl in it, and she's very, very good. And it's a great adaptation. Jeff Bridges as uh, Rooster Coburn. And, Rooster Coburn. Yeah, and Matt Damon as well. Very, Accents very good. Accents Ahoy. Yeah, classic uh, kind of Coen Brothers. Mumble. Take, yeah, on yeah. Uh, on a classic story. So BBC Two, nine PM, Saturday the fifteenth of February. My second choice is kind of influenced by uh, a bit of news we had last week. It's I haven't seen the film, but it's a film called Doubt. Of course, starred mm. Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. who. Um, I believe he was nominated for... This is going to be things I believe were nominated for Oscars. <laughs> I know definitely that... Well, Mel uh, Street would, obviously, yeah, because she, she gets nominated yeah. every year. So, so um, I haven't actually seen it, but I am interested to see it now, especially after we, of course, sadly lost Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's a quiet uh, a year if ago. Meryl Streep doesn't get nominated yeah, for at least something. she hasn't made a film, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a pretty I, quiet year. I, I have seen Doubt, and I think, yeah, it's, it, it's just proof that Philip Seymour Hoffman was good you know in everything yeah two acting powerhouses together BBC yeah. One 11.25 Sunday the 16th of February and my final choice is a film I have definitely seen it's a film called Paul uh, is directed by Greg Matola and stars uh, Simon Pegg Nick Frost uh, Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig and the and voice of Seth Rogen as the alien Paul it's kind of uh, a road movie type comedy with an alien in it very very funny not quite as good as E.T. Uh, E.T. or, uh, <laughs> or Close Fuzz. Encounters uh, yeah or Close Encounters or uh, Shaun of the Dead but um, and probably not as good as Scott Pilgrim either but still very very funny mm. and uh, well worth a watch so that's film for 9pm on Monday the 17th of February now I'm pretty sure all of those aren't on uh, VHS if you've got them, let us know. But yeah, I think that's way past that. I don't know what point they stopped making VHS. Well, that's what I was thinking, because I think some of the last VHSs I have were, I think, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1 or 2, I remember having. And I think either, I think I had, a, I, I did have Attack of the Clones on VHS. Wow. Yeah. Really wow. taking well, it. I, I still do, actually. I've got a double pack of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones really? on VHS. We're talking back in 2002, then. Two, yeah. We're talking... Ten two, years ago, twenty oh two. There was talking oh two. So yeah, a long time ago. Really enjoy that digital. Although I mean, ten it. years, you you might think you know there's been three formats, possibly a fourth one coming mm. within ten years. Don't That's tell me that. actually I mean, just started putting my Blu-ray collection together. I don't yeah, yeah, exactly. Ten years from now, we'll be uh, we'll we'll have films automatically downloaded into our minds. Yeah, at least you won't have to find bookcases to put them on anyway. Uh, still to come on May contain spoilers. We're going to review RoboCop. We'll also take a look at this week's crowdfunding corner, some film news, and all of next week's releases. So don't go anywhere. Steve Lanham, May contain spoilers. Hot radio. You're listening to May contain spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham, and with me are Drew Bridger and JP Stockwell. And in the previous part of the show, we reviewed. Dallas Buyers Club it got 4.5 stars from me 4 stars from JP remember at Film Spoilers it's a place to tell us what you thought 
of Dallas Buyers Club or may contain spoilers at top1828.com we'll also still after your uh, VHS whatever our catchy stories. <laughs> stories yeah pictures of films that you still have on VHS and why you still own them and if you've still got a player I should say at this point that the VHS that I own uh, inexplicably is uh, The Magic Christian any of you two heard of the film The Magic I've Christian I've never heard of it is this it, a no. bible thing no it's a film it's a classic one of my favourite films and for a long time the reason I owned it on VHS was because you couldn't get it on DVD uh, and it's uh, stars uh, Ringo Starr and also of all people Peter Sellers it's basically um, it's a, a book by Terry Southern and uh, it was Woody Allen's randomly in it uh, John Cleese is randomly in it Christopher Lee's randomly in it loads of people <laughs> it's a complete it's generally accepted to be a mess of a film okay, but it's right. so messy that it's fantastic it's brilliant it's very very funny wow. and any any film of kind of Peter Sellers and Ringo Starr in you what's know what's it called again The Magic Christian you can right. get it on DVD I'm, I'm not sure about down. Blu-ray it's got a famous song in it uh, probably more famous than the uh, the actual film by a band called Badfinger um, called Come and Get It and if you're not sure who Badfinger are if you watch Breaking Bad at the very end of Breaking Bad the final song is a Badfinger song so there you go oh, well, there little you bit go. of spurious facts for you so tell us, yeah, tell us uh, the, the last film that you have uh, left in your collection on VHS and why send us a picture we want pictures pictorial evidence pictures or it didn't happen <laughs> as the internet always says yeah <laughs> anyway, let's move on to another review, which is a film which I know, Drew, you were probably excited to see. I'm just yeah. basing that on my knowledge of you, not on anything that you've said. Uh, okay. It is the remake <laughs> of Robocop, and the story of the remake is in 2028 Detroit, when Alex Murphy, a loving husband, father, and good cop, is critically injured in the line of duty. The multinational conglomerate Omnicorp sees their chance for a part man, part robot police officer. Your body may have gone, but you're still here. It's not even my brain. We had to repair the damaged areas, but we didn't interfere with your emotion or your intellect. You, un- you understand me, Alex. You're, you're in control. I'm in control. Okay. If I'm in control, then I want to die. Just unplug whatever it is keeping me alive and end this nightmare. I say I did that, which is a doctor would almost be impossible for me. But, but say I did. What, what do I say to your wife? What does she say to your son? That it didn't work. That you tried. Something went wrong. You did everything you could, but I died. So after all they've been through, all the pain, all they hope restored, we, we just ripped that away. Your wife loves you, Alex. She signed the consent forms herself. Otherwise, you, you couldn't have undergone the procedure. She loves you, and she gave you a second chance. I need you to take it. So Robocop is directed by Jose Padilla and stars Joel Kinnaman, Gary Oldman and Michael Keaton. JP and Drew Bridger, what did you guys think of Robocop? I'll, I'll hand it over to you since you're the, ro- <laughs> the robo-expert here. The robo-expert. Well, I mean, I'm, it's no small fact that uh, the original Robocop is one of my favourite films. Like, I absolutely love it. I can stick it on um, pretty much any time watch it enjoy it and still be like oh yeah I forgot that this bit happened in this film so that's cool. that's the Paul Verhoeven directed 1987 uh, Peter Weller yes starring uh, 
original. And yeah, that's the, and it's and it's brilliant. It's it's brilliant. It's socially uh, socio political satire. It's got kind of gore. It's got funny bits. It's really over the top. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's still a really cool action movie. It's very sort of of its era, as it were, like predator was or total recall was. both films which of course have been remade recently so is it fair to look at this new robocop remake in uh the light of the original and does it kind of measure up to it if, if you can look at it that well way? that's the thing yes and no which is both a good thing and a bad thing for it i'm not gonna lie i thought this film was gonna suck I thought it was going to be absolutely terrible. I was looking at it really critically, and I was going to go, and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. And then cool stuff started happening, and I'm like, oh, well, uh, well, that's shown me. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's distance. It's clearly distanced itself enough from the original to stand on its own merits. But at the same time, there is enough recognisable stuff in there like the music that comes up uh, as you know the title card flies up after Samuel L. Jackson does his um, uh, in this he's he's basically a mixture of John Stewart and Stephen Colbert right from, uh, lots of people day- have said yeah. Rush Limbaugh as well yeah. yeah exactly he's he's basically sort of a mashup of that and then the music comes on and the title card goes up and I thought, oh, actually, you know, that's cool because I recognise that from the original. So, I mean, you've just mentioned Lawrence Fishbourne there. Is he very good at it? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, oh, we uh, know jokes. Yeah, yeah. you see. Don't let, don't let him hear that because he will be so annoyed uh, at you. JP, <laughs> you look perplexed by my, my gag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, note if you don't know, uh, Samuel Jackson got very angry at someone who confused him. Uh, uh, TV presenter who confused him for Lawrence Fishbourne live on air and this is a guy who is on TV every single day who I have watched live when I was in California and even at the time I thought this guy's a bit of a moron and he wouldn't let it Samuel Jackson wouldn't let it live really he was was saying about that's the other black guy in an advert confused with and then he mentioned Morgan Freeman as well yeah I've I've seen programs where he's talked about the people he's often mistaken for he's like oh uh, you're not the cute one you're not Denzel but I know you're the other guy but no um in terms of what <laughs> getting it back getting to the, back film, to the yeah. actual film <laughs> um no i th- and not me having not seen the original shock horror but you know there's a new 4K, 4k remastered you know one uh, of the original coming out also so available on vhs yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hope to check that out um but uh, in terms of this film i i did find that um even though i imagine based on the other Paul Verhoeven movies I've seen, that the satirical element that is present in this movie is is probably more mm. thoroughly, you know, uh researched or you know integral to the uh, to the original. But I did still find that there is you know, still embedded within the story in general is this whole idea of, you know, the the difference between um, you know, a man controlling a machine, a machine controlling a man. Yeah. Wh- what what percentage matters? You know, where's the 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 line there, kind of thing. And that is in itself quite interesting. Now, whether that makes this particular mm. film good or whether that's just something that's inherently interesting in the story, you know, is is debatable. But I still found that because that something like that was in this movie, whereas you know. Um, what was the uh, uh, Total Recall remake? Mm. Yes. Which, you know, wasn't very good at all, to be honest. No, and D- actually, didn't seem to have that, th- that int- interesting 
you know, satire within there. And because that that was present in this movie, it does elevate it above any other just schlock action movie. And I did enjoy it for that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not you know groundbreaking mm. but you know it's perfectly fine which is a lot better than what you would expect from what would seem like a cynical you know cash grab reboot well i'm glad thing. you brought up the total recall remake because yeah. uh, when a lot of these films are are remade one of the kind of um criticisms that gets thrown at them is that they're just sort of very flashy and um kind of surface yeah. veneers of the original film so they're just kind of quite on the surface and there's nothing much else to them is that something that can be leveled at, at the new robocop because one of the things that i would guess have it i mean i haven't seen the original no. robocop but you, you have you haven't no am i, I the only I, I didn't realize i'm the only person here i should have watched it instead oh, of starship troopers no but as a, a, a paul Ho- paul verhoven film i would think part of the appeal of it is that kind of grimy yeah icky disgusting you know torn apart limbs and yeah and i mean that's horror. the thing that's the thing that sort of really set these two films apart for me um i'm I, see this is weird i'm almost worried about spoiling the original now <laughs> i don't care about spoiling the new one now i don't want to give away too much of the original because i know you guys are going to go away and watch it yeah. but basically the original it's it's an 18 um, so there's a lot more kind of graphically happening. You know, the Ed 209 kind of blows someone away at one point, and it's really, it's suddenly really shocking. And in the original, um, Alex Murphy, he, he's a good cop, and he's his first day on his, on his new job and everything like that, and he's just moved. And he is gunned down by thugs in a brutal way. These guys are just emptying clips into him, clip after clip after clip and it's just it's awful and then he's he dies and they uh, you know they save his body and they bring him back as robocop because they find a way to save him and it's this it's, it's almost like they do this in the original as a matter of it being a last resort like they're saying crime is so bad that the only way we can beat crime is to have a machine made out of a man and in the new one it's it's like well machines work um but people don't want them so what are we gonna do (laughs) well i'll tell you what let's make a man into a machine and see how people respond to that Um, it's like it's more about marketing it yeah that's that's one of the things that they've added to this movie and one of the things i wanted to get to is that michael keaton who plays the um like the head of the corporation who's who's behind the robotics and stuff the the added part of you know bringing this into the new era is now obviously you know we've kind of everyone like gary oldman who's been on the press tour about this and stuff has been talking that now we're up to kind of science fact in a way so we're used to the idea of drones being used in war zones and stuff like that so it's kind of just an evolution of that idea but as you said um drew that the whole um when when these you know full walking robots are moving mm. around and stuff it's it's still the the argument is that you know they're trying to pass this bill to be able to use them in the united states but people don't like them because you know they are just this cold machine they've got a pr problem yeah so yeah. yeah and you you get the performance of michael keaton which <laughs> it was kind of odd because he seems to do that very just kind of twitchy um beetlejuice yeah. type i've seen him in a few i've rewatched a few films that have had him in recently and he, he does the does bat- the Batman. little yeah, yeah he does the the twitchiness and we need to get him to go over there and do this and it's <laughs> and it but it, it's kind of fun 
to see that and also oddly ironic that you've got two kind of Batman alumni talking to each other yeah, yeah. and he's saying oh you know we need it more tactical we need it in black well that's the other thing like in this in this film they've basically made Robocop into a mechanical Batman who works yeah. for the police and that's I was, I was kind of thinking, not what the original was I was almost thinking Iron Man at some points mm. as well oh, but, I think there's definitely but kind of I mean I'm not I, th- I believe they did make a proper suit for this I don't believe all of it is CG mm. I mean obviously some fight sequences will be but I found the weight of it actually quite um impressive mm. well, and, if you and think- the sound design goes with that as well but I think that that, that sells it quite a lot and there's, there's a very video gamey esque yeah. you know, training mm. sequence and, and that was possibly one of the things that brings it down as well a little bit is that there isn't very much uh, action or you know big set no. pieces as such okay let's uh, could have let's done with, but. give uh, robocop scores out of five drew you can go first okay um well i didn't i, I mean i was more impressed than, with this than i thought i was going to be but it still wasn't as good a movie as i was hoping it would be for me so i'm going to give it three stars because um, it almost went the opposite way to the original you know, it's like it's they focus so much more on the emotional element, and it's kind of very overly manipulative. And I just I couldn't really get behind it too much. There wasn't enough big stuff happening in it okay. for me. So um, you know, I'm going to give it three stars. And I can't sing the praise of the original enough. You, I was going to make a joke regarding the original, but you guys haven't seen it, so it's kind of pointless. Wasted. Yeah, so three stars from Drew for Robocop, JP. I'm going to go with the three as well. It's perfectly fine. Um, it's a lot better than you would expect of this type of movie. Um, could have obviously done with maybe some more action sequences, things like that. But the inherent satire in it raises it above anything that you would normally expect. So three stars from me. There we go. Three stars all round for the remake of Robocop. If you've seen it and you want to agree or disagree with Drew or JP, at Film Spoilers or may contain spoilers at top1028.com. I've just given you the ways to get in touch there, so make sure you do it, really. Uh, yeah. Still to come on May Contain Spoilers, we're going to take a look at the week's big film news, and there's been a few interesting news stories floating around as well. One I was particularly taken by involving the room, so to find out what that was, if you don't have the internet and haven't seen it already, then uh, don't go anywhere or you know just hang around to find out what we've got to say about it the clash and i fought the law taken from robocop quite sort of understandably really because it's about fighting the law and that isn't it <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah so we gave robocop what well, drew, drew and jp gave it three stars previously in the show remember at film spoilers or may contain spoilers at top1028.com are the place to tell us what you thought of it maybe you want to agree or maybe you want to disagree so, Drew, what have you found on the internet's crowdfunding, crowdsourcing arenas, arenas over the last few days that's well, worth taking a look at? This one was lovingly provided to me by someone who shall, uh, for their own safety, remain anonymous. Um, <laughs> this one is called Celebrity Status by Luke Bradshaw. Uh, and basically, this guy is planning on making kind of an indie movie uh, with everyone who pledges to the project involved in it right, somehow. Okay. So if you pledge over $100 for this, you can audition to be in the movie and he will send you the script and you can 
video yourself with a friend reading the lines and that will be your audition for the movie and he basically kind of wants it to be uh, almost like a group activity kind of thing he wants people on board who just want to be on board with something helping each other through making it and just having having fun taking it back to kind of being fun which is a nice it's, I mean it's a romantic notion yeah, it's quite, yeah it's quite a nice idea in that uh, normally when you, you kind of give money towards these kickstarters you get maybe a trip to the, the premiere maybe or a, depending a, on how or much a you pledge yeah, yeah, or an, yeah, early, yeah. an early copy of the film or a signed DVD a thanks yeah, in, the, in the credits exec <laughs> producer but this has given you the sweatshirt yeah. t-shirt yeah, yeah, the yeah, outside exactly. chance of being in the film which is quite exciting yeah. in itself although in a way you could argue maybe you're paying $100 for the opportunity to be turned down from being in the film but it's still got a <laughs> better true. chance than you have of being in Superman versus Batman or or whatever so you know it's quite exciting you give yourself yeah. the chance to make it big in Hollywood exactly or just pay $100 well I mean it's not I mean it's it's Canadian so whatever the Canadian equivalent of Hollywood is I mean that's uh, uh, that's I'm Toronto des- right I'm <laughs> desperately trying to think of some, somewhere with wood ba- in it, basically Toronto yeah yeah I guess Half of Canada is wood. What are you talking about? Yeah, isn't um, <laughs> Niagara Falls? I guess <laughs> Montreal is like they have a film festival. Yeah. God, that's boring. Why did I bring that? Well, up? Toronto international. <laughs> oh, that does film as well. Yeah. As well. Yeah. God, what an idiot. Anyway, so um, <laughs> remind me, what's it called? Celebrity status. It's called celebrity status. It's by Luke Bradshaw. They are currently at uh, two thousand nine hundred dollars Canadian uh, pledged of seven hundred thousand dollars Canadian goal with 30 days to go and that is on kickstarter so still plenty of time to join in with that one if you want to make it big as a star in canada Canada, eh? yeah (laughs) big in canada we we love canada eh? and uh, we will put a link to that on our facebook and twitter make it team spoilers at some point over the next few days and you can take a look for yourself and decide whether you're ready to make the jump into the movie business stop making saying it like that because i'm annoying (laughs) myself uh what have we got going on in the speaking of movie business jp what's going on in the world of news well uh the probably the the last time star wars was brought up was probably quite a while ago because you know it's it's just been full of rumor mills and stuff so everyone's kind of taken it at this point that until we hear something from the official website we uh well, we Gary just, Oldman was the just, last person to be linked, wasn't it? Like, yeah, ev- everyone who's anyone has been linked so far. Yeah, so. everyone's had an audition, I imagine. I mean, obviously, why wouldn't you yeah. go to an audition for that? But the uh, the news this uh, week is that um, we found out that it's going to be shooting in May uh, for, a, I believe, a four-month period, leaving about 15 months for post-production stuff. And uh, so people are thinking, like, well, that's a bit of a tight... You, you know schedule you know only doing it for four months but obviously it leaves room for you know pickups and reshoots yeah yeah and obviously if you know they've got all this time to do effect stuff you'd hope that you know that amount of time you're gonna get some good stuff in there hopefully and it'd be interesting once things i'm really excited for once things get nailed down and we know who mm. It's playing who and what's the story's going to be roughly and we start to see kind of normally I'm not really interested in sort of set shots and 
casting rumours yeah. and things like that but there's just something about Star Wars even though you know that there's been the terrible three films before it exactly uh, prequels like this just seems much more exciting yeah. and I am actually really really kind of pumped to find out what's going to happen I, and I know what you mean like I find it hard to get excited when there's no kind of evidence behind it happening because there's just so much but when I start seeing stuff I will start being okay no this is this is becoming a reality now yeah, we're going to get a Star Wars film that could potentially Potentially be released in full IMAX, and that yeah. would be pretty cool. A tangible thing. So we're all for actual solid Star Wars news. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested in the news, but I'm probably I, I I'm more preferable to it being, you know, nearer the date. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess it's still Just, a long way could, away. Yeah, because if we find out, you know, na- now, then it's like we've got a lot of time. I mean, it sort of swings roundabouts, you know. Jesse Eisenberg being announced for Lex Luthor at least you know people have got like two years to sort of get over that for the people that didn't quite it's like it's going to need a lot of yeah, getting to, over to, to get to that that didn't initially like that but I mean uh, if if so if they announce more stuff closer to the date then at least you know we're not thinking about oh I know everyone who's in this now I'm just going to have to wait for ages kind yeah. of thing uh, the next story I've got is that um there is some uh, Terminator Genesis news, the new Terminator movie. We've uh, The cast is pretty much rounded off now, so we've got our Sarah Connor, who's being played by, uh, I think it's Amelia Clark, who's in Game of Thrones. Right. We've got John Connor, who is uh, Jason Clark, no relation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, it's down to two for Kyle Reese, uh, and it's down to Jai Courtney... Christ. Of uh, <laughs> I mean, whoops. Uh, who I'm sure could be fine. Yeah. It's just the thought of those die, that Die Hard film. Yeah, yeah. Of, of the Die Hard. Getting Vietnam style flashbacks to yeah. a good day to Die Hard. And the uh, the other one is uh, Boyd Holbrook, who uh, is currently in cinemas in the uh, Out of the Furnace. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of gone for a non-starry uh, cast list, which could be very interesting. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I didn't hate Terminator Salvation, so I, I, I'm more than happy to see that world revisited, and hopefully in a, mm. in a good film. But I guess so. I mean, I was more interested in because uh, th- there was another news story that was linked to this. Is that uh, I believe it's at. Um, Anna Perina, uh the the production yeah. company that are behind it, who who mm. make quite interesting stuff like Zero Dark Thirty and and a lot of yeah. more blacklist type films. Yeah. So this was going to be their big blockbuster, but they recently pulled out of of the movie for I guess unknown reasons. But <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting. But I mean, because it's being directed by. Um, Alan Taylor, I believe his name is from Game of Thrones, from uh, Thor: who, The Dark World. Yeah, who directed Thor: mm. The Dark World? I, I was more interested in them possibly going back. Like when I first heard that this smaller studio was going to be backing it, I was hoping that maybe they'd go more back to its roots of the original one, of it being more a kind of tech, B-movie. almost a hor- horror film yeah. type thing. Yeah, and I mean, having uh, seen, I mean, I don't know if did any of you guys see the the remake of Maniac with. No. Uh, um, Elijah Wood yeah. yeah because that definitely ha- I mean most people sort of said it was you know the smack my up the, the movie right <laughs> yeah because it had that kind of uh, you know first person all the way through it kind of thing but there oh, was some very yeah, there yeah, was some yeah. very interesting parts in that where you could think like this could be a very interesting 
you know, like horror scene for for a Terminator movie. Yeah. And if if the guys that directed that and the guy that shot that did it. I would actually be really interested. Well, there you go. You never know. Maybe he would have seen. That's it what I want. Across. I want the, the guys that did the Maniac remake well, to do uh, the Terminator reboot. It could be a trilogy, so you never know. But uh, let's take a look at what is actually out on DVD and Blu-ray next week. There's a fair old few stuff. Uh, well, I mentioned uh, the RoboCop remaster. Right. Uh, so that's out. We have Blue Steelbook Jasmine. edition as well. Steelbook available as well for that one. Uh, we also have Blue Jasmine. Uh, Justin and the Knights of Valor uh, Machete Kills Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 The Fifth Estate John Dies at the End <gasps> and um, Game what? of Thrones Season 3 <gasps> So quite a nice uh, selection of films there. All of my money is going to be going and so, yeah, of course, uh, Blue Jasmine. I thought you were going to say going on something. Then, Not well, it? on yeah, John dies at the end, and Game of Thrones season three because I someone deleted that off of my Skybox. Ouch. But yeah, of course, Blue Jasmine very good, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. Still uh, not quite as good as the first, but still worth a watch, definitely. Mm. But speaking of things that are worth a watch, what's in cinemas? We have a pretty packed week. We have Her, Spike Jones's Her. Yeah. The Lego movie, already smashing February box office records. Yeah. Uh, Endless Love, <laughs> Great. The, the Valentine's movie this year. Cuban Fury, potentially another yeah. date movie. Um, the Monuments Men. Mm. And the Flying Hellfish movie. <laughs> yeah. And nice. uh, Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy. It feels like there's always one of those Tinkerbell yeah. ones lurking around. <laughs> so uh, next week we will have a review definitely of her, hopefully of the Lego movie, maybe of anything else you want to Monuments check out. Men. Monuments possibly, Men, possibly. Yeah. So there's a lot of choice. So mm. if you see any of those films or you want to get in touch with us in any way for any reason, maybe with your pictures of uh, whatever VHS you still have in your collection, at Film Spoilers is a place to do that. May contain spoilers at top 1028 com is where to send the emails we can go to our Facebook page just type may contain spoilers in we do have a podcast too so if you've missed any of this show or you want to listen to any of our previous reviews just type may contain spoilers podcast into a search engine or you can go to iTunes and find us there and give us a, a like or a rate or whatever you call these things because we just like to be loved really a thumbs up yeah a good thumbing but well yeah until next week uh, where we'll be back with reviews of all those films it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from me and you have two seconds to comply I'm getting on, I'm moving.